Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday, my love. Hello, dear. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing good. We're still in New York, guys. It's, it's rather chilly, but we leave tomorrow. And yeah, I miss my baby. I have my baby, so I'm ready to drop that baby off. I, I figured. <laughs> we were swapping. Um, other than that, everything's good. Me and Erica went out the other night. I got wasted because, you know, it's something about the water in New York. I'd, I'm obligated to get wasted. Bitch, I, I've been like, wait, I like literally have been like nursing myself for this night because I have been feeling a little bit under the weather. And so I don't know if it was the antibiotics mixed with tequila. I know I'm not supposed to take antibiotics with alcohol, but, you know, bitch, don't listen. And girl, I don't really remember certain parts of the night, but I do know I ended up at Starlet's, the strip club. And we actually met up with some of the some of the ladies from the retreat from Costa Rica. And one of them, she's never been to a strip club. <laughs> and she's never stayed out past like 4 a.m. So I was determined to like, like have her like experience these firsts. There was a few other firsts that we're just not going to share on the podcast. Yeah, but don't share those. <laughs> um, but it was fun. I had fun. It was cool. But we did have fun. The parts I remember were fun. I um, apparently was being very annoying. So Orlando made me leave. <laughs> he just swept me up into the Uber. And then I think I pouted. And he's like, you can go back out. And then I fell asleep because I was a drunk ass bitch. Why did he, bitch, you know, you weren't going to go back out. Yeah, he brought you home to go back out. He was, Bye. He was testing me. And obviously I wasn't gangster enough to leave because <laughs> bitch was drunk. So it was actually for the best. And I was kind of mad at first. because I was like, God, they went to the strip club. I had fun. I was like, bitch, if you would have went, you wouldn't remember shit anyway. <laughs> So I, I felt fine the next day. I wasn't hungover. And like, I felt kind of adult a little bit, even though apparently I was making out with people, which you know, I don't, I missed that. I didn't see that part. I was like, are you lying? I made out with no one. It sounded like some shit I did. I made out with anyone. sounded like some shit I would do. Unfortunately. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so happy we could replay that. Well, it's part of our wellness and it's wellness April. So, you know, getting, turning up in New York is part of my self-care routine. <laughs> it's definitely mandatory, like at least twice a year to turn up in New York. Mm -hmm. I swear one day I'll come here and like do no, no turn ups. Although this has been a very chill trip, but it was necessary. Yeah, I had the deadliest ones. <laughs> well, I'm really excited, dear, because my dear, sweet, wonderful cousin is here today joining us author, autism mom advocate, one of my best friends, my favorite cousin, Sheena. I was about to say like your whole government, but I don't I don't think you go by that. I was about no, to say, like, just really say Sheena. Okay. <laughs> we don't need them searching. Okay. Google searches. Okay. So, <laughs> hi, boo. Hi, I love you. I love you too. How are you? I'm well. I'm cold, but I'm well. It's a little chilly. Yeah. How are you cold? You from here. I know, but I, in my mind, I live in California. <laughs> She's been living in California in her mind for years. Look, I was looking at Sheena's stories uh, last night, and I was like, is this bitch in L.A.? She be the way you be right, posted. Right. I was like, she buy a pool. I'm like, wait, because in my mind, I live in LA. <laughs> I was like, did she fl get flewed out just for the interview? She was in LA last night. No, she but I, I sped down the highway to make it, uh, meet it, to make it. Well, thank you for coming. Um, I, appreciate I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. For those of you who don't know, I am from Philly. Both my parents are from Philly. Sheena came here to, from Philly to New York to come join us. Um, I just thought I needed to give my Philly roots some. Not I am from Philly. <laughs> I am. She is from Philly. I am from Philly. <laughs> Growing up, we went there. Like, we're going home for the summer. And I don't know. That's how I associated it, even though I'm very much a Valley girl. 
California bitch. I have deep Philly roots and I will cut you. Why does Philly have to be violent? Why is that the connotation? It's not really violent, but people make it violent. Like if I say I'm from Philly, they be like, oh, don't fuck me up. (laughs) Don't do no shit to get fucked up. (laughs) I am from Philly and I will murder you. (laughs) Jesus. My temperament is short. short. (laughs) No, it's not. I mean, kind of. I can get, I can revert. But Sheena's like the first older big cousin that I had that like (laughs) turned me out. Now I turned her out. Oh, <laughs> Literally, Lord. like I was like on the brink of sixteen, where I was already about to act crazy naturally because of the and, natural and forces of hormones. LA, escalated it, and she came to LA full and speed. Escalated it <laughs> significantly, like significantly. I was like, oh, the bitch, this bitch is giving me the green light. <laughs> Even though she was like twenty and young and dumb and stupid too, she was giving me all the best slash maybe not best advice. I think that my influence on you was a positive. Because I feel like it makes you more free and then you know about, like, you don't have to go in trial and error. You watch me do a lot of shit. You watch me have a kid young. You know what I'm saying? Like, you watch me date all types of sorted men. (laughs) So it kind of, maybe girls too. Was you around for some lesbian stuff? I I think you were, like, not really being a lesbian at that time, but I knew you were a lesbian. It's true. I I got into the ranks pretty early because she was like, you can go out with me. Uh I'm going to get you an ID. (laughs) So so I was, like, in Philly at 15, like, going out, hanging out with ballers and drug dealers and, like, just being bad. But it made you not go want to go super buck wow, and plus you had supervision, so. I mean, the thing is, it was going to probably happen eventually anyway, but, yeah, I'm happy that I did have your your guidance, and it probably did contribute to a lot of my zero fucks given attitude up. Have you been the Sheena to anybody? Have you been anyone's Sheena? No, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't like children. <laughs> I don't know any teenagers I want to guide. No, I think the teenagers stop with, with you. Yeah, I, I was that... trying very hard to be in the mix. I would be pissed if she would leave me. And so. so but now just... look at you. You're amazing. You're an amazing mom. You've got this amazing platform. And yeah, I'll be patting myself on the back when I see. Yeah, I feel. I'm, thank I, you, Sheena, for all that you've done. You're welcome. Thank you for, thank you for the I sacrifices. Curated, I curated this person. You really did. In a lot of ways, I think I can't accredit a lot of my zero fucks giving attitude yes. to Sheena early. I was like, well, Sheena said it's cool, so fuck it. So Stay yeah, apart. I think I, I embraced myself because I saw you embrace yourself. And so that was, I guess, now in the greater hindsight of things, I needed that. Right. We all do. I think as women, you have to always put yourself first. Like, to me, being selfish is self-care for me. Like, I've been in predicaments. You guys mentioned I'm an autism mom, but when my daughter was diagnosed, I felt like I put myself to the side. And I had to, in a sense, um, because at the time she was nonverbal. We had tons of therapists coming in and out the house. She had so much therapy, and I put her first. But I remember one of my friends was like... um, you know, Monroe deserves the real Sheena to be her mom and her advocate. And I sat with that and I'm like, you know what? You're right. Let me get my mojo back and get my head back in the game. And I think a little bit of me being more present, being like who I really was before autism, kind of probably catapulted my daughter to be where she is now as far as her progress. So so Sheena had a, a son really young. So we were like 18, 19 when you had... You I know, had him at 19. 19. Yeah. And so she had that experience. And then... How old is your son now? He's 19. Oh, my God. And he'll be 20. I'll be 40. Don't tell nobody. Child. Not don't tell anybody. <laughs> Except child. everybody that's listening. Except everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had Monroe. How many years apart? They're about 10 years apart. 10 years apart. And that was a completely different experience because... 
how did it go like discovering that and then you know how that affected you as a parent and as a human being well when I was 28 it's so weird when I was 28 I was like because I, I don't even like kids like I'm not even a babysitter I can't even believe I got two kids I swear I, I say it every day but when I was like 28 I was like oh I want a daughter before I turn 30 and lo and behold I gave birth to my daughter right after my 29th birthday and she was perfect I knew it was a girl. I didn't even need to get an ultrasound. I knew. I said, I asked God for a daughter, it's a daughter, whatever. She was big. She was a larger baby. So I had to get the ultrasound like once a week because she was huge. They thought she was going to be like 13 pounds. She ended up being like close to 11 pounds. But it was amazing pregnancy. I thought everything was cool. She was about 14 months when the doctor, her, her then pediatrician was saying, oh, she needed to get her MMR vaccines which before autism, I second guessed nothing. I know my son got vaccinated. I thought nothing of it. So I think about 15 or 16 months, because it was late. A child is supposed to get it somewhere between 12 and 15 months or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. So Monroe got her, she was born in July. She got her MMR sometime between like December and January. And before that, we came to New York. She got Several modeling contract offers. She was going to be, in my mind, she was going to be a baby model, and I was finally going to move to LA. Okay? <laughs> she got a meal ticket. Yes, she was going to be my meal ticket. So um, everything was going well. I used to do, I, being, being though I was older this time, so I did all the cliche things. Like we did my baby Karee, she was on like touch your nose and all the little gestures that they do on a video. And let me just disclaimer this this is my experience. I'm not a doctor, I'm a mother, and I know what happened to my daughter. So I'm going to tell my truth and that's just what it is i just always got to give a disclaimer because i'm not a doctor okay so she got the mmr vaccine that exact day she was sick she got a fever i thought nothing of it because they always tell you your baby could get a fever when they get their shots whatever next day i get up to do our routine or my baby career thing nothing my grandmother was babysitting her a lot at the time and she was like my grandmother's who noticed that she wasn't answering to her name so, you know, like a small baby, like Monroe, Monroe, but she wasn't. Has she previously been answering yes, to her name? Yes, she was very alert when you, she was doing everything on track. She wasn't talking yet, though. She wasn't talking yet at all before or after the vaccine. So she got a fever. She had a fever. She was sick. And then she, to me, like my memory of it, she just went blank. It was like she wasn't the same baby no more. And, and I still didn't attribute it to anything. I'm just like. What's going on? I'm asking her pediatrician. They're telling me, oh, she doesn't have any other children in the house. Maybe she's not talking because there's no small children. But I'm like, my ghetto little cousins is babysitting her <laughs> in North Philly. This girl should be cussing. <laughs> like, she ain't saying nothing. If I'm on track, this baby's from West Philly. This baby should be cussing. Yeah, she should be cussing. Yeah, because wow. and then I, my previous career was like in... Um, beauty so like she would be on sets with me i was taking her to movie sets i'm like she's not saying lipstick she's not saying nothing so long story short thank god my mom worked in medical all her life so i'm like mom like something is going on um they i called to get um a screening on her they told me it was a year waiting list and i'm like it was like february i'm like a fucking year what like called my mom was like i'm gonna make a phone call my mom called because she used to work for a doctor in a more you know unurban area the lady was like, let me pull some strings. I got her screened, I think about May. And Monroe was diagnosed with autism on July 25th, 2013. And she just had turned two years old on July 20th. We took her to Disney because it was already pre-planned. And I don't know, everybody, I know y'all take y'all girls to Disney all the time. Imagine taking a child to Disney that is just not 
reacting to nothing. Mm. She react. She was reacting to nothing. So I remember when they diagnosed her, they gave me this like purple binder, and it was like, "Oh, your daughter's autistic." Da, da, da. And I'm like, I'm just like in shock. And I brought my mom with me, and my mom is from that old school generation. Like, don't you let no fucking doctors tell you nothing about your child. So I'm like, Mom, shut up. They saying <laughs> something. This binder means something. And I remember being. I told the lady. I said, "You're going to remember Monroe. Like, she is not going to be diagnosis number two thousand whatever." Whatever. I remember going home quiet and I felt like this is fucked up. Like I prayed, I asked God for a child and now you gave me a child. Like, did I do something wrong? I remember I was in Atlanta when I was pregnant and I was drinking like a fucking um, sangria. So I'm driving on the way. I remember this exact thought. Like, was it the fucking sangria? (laughs) Like what happened? Because you don't like it just it came out of nowhere. So um, her diagnosis came and then I went into warrior mode. I went into... How the fuck am I going to fix this mood? And I'm a single mom twice over. So I'm like, I got to do this shit and I got to do it by myself. So I just started researching the best therapies. The state provided therapy for her and it was a mess. I was depressed. But when you're depressed and your child needs you, you can't even be depressed. It's like, all right, cry and then get the fuck up and do what you need to do. And that's what I was doing. I did it for four years. I feel like I wore the same tights. I switched from T-shirt to hoodie. Uggs or flip-flops for four years. And you know me, Millie. You know how vain I am about my hair and different stuff like that. I wasn't getting my hair done. I wasn't doing nothing. And slowly but surely with the therapy, with intensive therapy, she started to make progress. Monroe didn't talk. She sang first. She was about five, like almost five. And I heard her like singing like a whisper. And it was this song like Red, Red, the Apple is Red or something. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And I looked under the cover and she was singing. So I heard her singing voice way before I heard her speaking voice. And just to fast forward, after all the therapy, I'm talking about 12 hours a day, um, I had to stop working. I was working in theater at the time. I had to, I worked for $10 an hour. People don't know this part of my story, but I literally, I lied on the application and said I knew how to do audit because I had to work over, overnight in order for her to be in therapy all day. I was in a hotel doing audit, making pennies, 14 something dollars an hour, pennies with two kids. Then I took a job at a supermarket making $10 an hour. I worked from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. because my daughter had to be to her program at 12 p.m. Mm. I even I got bit by a spider working in a hotel and almost lost my fucking arm because of autism. Because I had to fight and I had to do everything for my daughter. And my book, my first book, Along Came Autism, you could, it, the whole, I wrote it kind of like in real time. So as, as things was happening, when I got bit by the spider... I was in a hospital and I'm like, God, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I did everything. I sacrificed. I stopped everything. I wasn't having sex and I love to have sex. <laughs> I wasn't talking to boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I stopped everything and I put it into my daughter and I'm like, I'm about to lose my arm over a spider bite at a fucking job <laughs> that this is not even what I'm supposed to be doing. But when I woke up, my hands were swollen and I was like, fuck, it's time to write. So I started writing. And in a lot of ways, Monroe, um, her situation made some of my dreams come true. It was like, it was a nightmare, but some of my dreams came true. Mm. So. That's beautiful. I mean, I think children do that like in, in ways that they don't even realize that they do for us. I have a question. When she was diagnosed, like where on the spectrum was she? And like, for me, like I hear about this spectrum, right? But I don't really fully like know what that is in autism. Like, from one spectrum to to, well, to another end. The funny thing is when Monroe was diagnosed, it was right before they started. It's different levels now. 
they'll say like high functioning. I don't like to put labels on it because yes, after five years of hard work, my daughter done taught herself how to speak Japanese. So she's the shit. Oh my God. She's amazing. But she still has heavy autistic traits. Like people think about her being verbal or they look at her and they're like, oh, which is so rude. Don't do it. But she don't look like nothing's wrong with her. I never said nothing was wrong with her. She's autistic though. And I'm not that mom that like let people treat, everybody do it different, but you're not going to treat my daughter like everybody else because she's not like everybody else. But right now, in layman's terms, you would consider her like high functioning. But when she was diagnosed, she was diagnosed with autism plus a speech and language disability because she was nonverbal. She wasn't even making sounds. Mm. So I don't know where she would be now, the way they categorize it. And a, and a lot of the things they're doing now is to stop, I guess, under or misdiagnosis and then stop people from like, I guess, abusing like the different privileges you get when your child has like a, a real diagnosis. Mm. So I don't know where she was then, but I know now people would probably consider her like semi high functioning, even though she has other. What, when you said she was in 12 hours of therapy, what kind of therapy do they do for autism? Like, what does that look like? Well, we did, um, until your child is three in most places and mostly around the United States, until your child is three years old, the state provides speech, occupational, behavioral, and physical therapy, mm-hmm. and they will come to your home. Mm-hmm. If And that's so fit to each child. Like, if your child don't need it, they won't get it. Thankfully, Monroe never had behavior, so she never had a behavioral team. But So she was in speech in the home, and then I found outpatient, which I used this place that was like play-type play, play type therapy. It's called TheraPlay. Um, it was like therapy, but they would, they would do it with toys so that the child was more inclined. So she did a co-treat of speech and OT two hours a day. She had the speech and kind of like a teacher come in the house four hours a day. And then she did two hours of physical therapy. And then she did an hour of music therapy twice a week. Mm. So she was in all of those therapies for four years straight. And then school too. Like I'm blessed that she can go to an amazing private school that provides all of those services too. Plus I do outpatient on my own. Mm. Yeah. So that's so amazing. So, you said musical therapy. Do you think that maybe that contributed to her? I do. Like her singing and then her She kind was of... like naturally, like she could play the piano. Like even now, like her memory is, is she will tell you who sampled what song and what beat. She's like, oh, this song is such and such, but it's really a sample of, like she has a music, you know, memory. So music, I think music therapy, any special needs moms, particularly autism moms out there, music therapy, it sounds juvenile, like it sounds like it's not going to do anything. But it does a lot. It helps them with rhythm. It helps them with repetition. It helps them with, you know, creativity and all of those things ultimately help with speech and language. Mm-hmm. It's just, I know, like, I know you, you know, right. so like in the time, like as women already, as moms, you have a baby and suddenly you feel like, oh, should I have to shift? You know, because if I if I'm going out too often, people are going to say, oh, I'm not a good mom or isn't she didn't she just have a baby? Like there's all these thoughts of shame that you immediately right. have just transitioning into motherhood <laughs> even till now i'll be like oh but people know i'm out of town for seven days they don't ask like it's a different type of like microscope on you when you're a woman versus like the dad so like with that being said i can only imagine also having a child that's special needs and feeling guilty about wanting to do shit and wanting to serve yourself and and do things you know outside of that and afraid that people, your family, your friends are going to be like, oh, well, didn't she just say this is going on with Monroe or like, shouldn't she be here? Do you like how, because I know you're very like who the fuck you are. Like, how has that, did that affect how you like stopped what you were doing for two years, you know, and just. I think I had to 
the the stopping was I need this baby to talk. In my mind, it was like, she didn't ask to be here. So whatever the fuck I got to do, I got to do it. So that was the stopping. And I think I talked to you about that before. Like when I stopped, I was doing myself a, a disservice because, yeah, I was being there for my daughter and she was getting the things that she needed, but I wasn't getting what I needed. Mm. And it wasn't about like a man or like sex per se, but it was like, I'm still a woman. Like I still have needs. Like I still need to feel beautiful. I still need to, I still need an outlet. So maybe about after when the book Along Came Autism came out, that was the year that I was like, oh, bitch, you got to get your swagger back. <laughs> like it ain't going to this story don't sound that fucking inspirational <laughs> with you looking the fucking mess. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like so I kicked myself in the ass and I got myself together. But hell, yeah, you get criticized. Like when social media had first came out, I kind of like documented a lot of Monroe's progress on my old page. They disabled my page, y'all. But my old page, which sucks because it's like her whole fucking autistic journey is going. But I was documenting it when social media first came out. And then as I started, I started healing too because I got a diagnosis too. You know what I'm saying? So as I started healing, I would get like messages like, oh, you out there spending your daughter money. I'm like, well, what the fuck money she got? <laughs> you know how much you think she get? <laughs> like, I would get those kind of messages or I would get like little people saying stuff like, oh, you don't do the special needs thing no more? I do the special needs thing 20 every day. Seven. Every and day. And a bitch need a break right. from the special needs shit. Right. And I help a lot of people. And, and I don't mind it. I, anytime a new autism mom, and if you are a new autism mom, you have my permission to inbox me any time of the day. I don't mind talking to you. I don't mind helping people. But it's like, I also want to be that that type of advocate that's showing women, like, you can still be a bad bitch and be an autism mom or whatever disability your child might have that's hindering, you know, the, the progression of your life. You can be, it's okay. You can be sexual. You can have fun. You can have that twinkle in your fucking eye because being a mom don't ever stop. I can be on an island and, I, and in the back of my mind, even though, like, thank God I have a support system, my mom and my sister that really jump in and take, you know, take care of my daughter when I'm not around. But it's like, you still thinking about that because I know Monroe can have a meltdown any minute. And then my mom is calling me. Imagine you in Dubai. OK, <laughs> like imagine you in Dubai and you done met this rich ass African. And you, <laughs> oh, just like, imagine. Just, just, imagine. just imagine. True story, though. True story. <laughs> so like li- literally I'm in Dubai is eight hours difference or some shit. I done met this rich ass African. <laughs> and my mom is calling me fucking telling me that my daughter is having a meltdown. I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to have a meltdown. <laughs> like, I got to call you back. But it don't stop. So I and I hate like sometimes it was like this quote, I think, that was like. I hope I don't make it look too easy because mm. it's heavy and I like to put that shit the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always going to be, even with my son, like not to discredit having a 19 year old black son in this world. That shit is heavy. I'm just letting my son learn how to fucking drive because I was scared to let him drive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because of the, all the shit that go on in the world. So it's heavy and motherhood is heavy. And I know y'all know y'all in like, in, in sidebar, I always like, I don't know if it's like an envy thing, but whatever. I'll say envious of watching Luna because I didn't get to do that. So it's beautiful to see that. And as mothers, it's heavy. I never want you to feel guilty about the okay. shit that you do. It's just heavy. I know. It is, I mean, it is heavy. And I think that's a, a very valid point. Like motherhood is heavy. Right. Feeling like you have to show up a certain way all the time is heavy. Whether you have this experience or that experience, like it's all kind of, it's scary and you don't know. And when you have a daughter, I don't know if y'all experience it, but yet, but even though my daughter is autistic, she is 
first of all, she a cancer like us, so she's a spitfire. We're all cancers. And she... I'm watching her, and I and she's going through, like, early puberty, so I got her, like, this hormone blocker. Another conversation for another day. But now she's like, I want to have big boobs. <laughs> and um, I got a, a friend. My friend is, like, super... I know who's the friend you're talking about. Yeah. So Monroe saw her in jeans for the first time, and she was like, oh, my God, your body is so... And I'm like, oh, fuck, like... <laughs> I'm getting some of this little girl that I was praying to get. What the fuck she don't see her mama? You're right. Look at this she body. She don't be paying me no mind. I got a breast reduction recently and she was like, she, the other day she was like, mom, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings or anything. I was like, she was like, when I say this, I'm like, what are you going to say? She was like, I think your boobs might go back big. I was like, why? She was like, I don't know. She was like, I think they might go back big and you know how you hate big boobs. I was like, I was like, no, they better. Don't wish that evil on me. <laughs> don't wish it. Don't wish that evil on me. But yeah, like having a daughter, because I have a son, so it's totally different. But having a daughter is heavy. They say shit, and you like. I thought I wasn't going to get to experience some of the stuff I'm experiencing. So it was like a joy and a pain type thing. I'm like titties. No, I'm like, girl, you put a sports bra on. <laughs> but it's you all know, we having a daughter. You got to try to be this. Like I want to be my daughter, Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Like I want her to feel like I'm. This beautiful person, like I'd be like, you like my hair, pop? She'd be like, yeah. I'm like, you like this outfit? It, it, motherhood is heavy. It's also like interesting. I mean, I guess for all of us, really, because we all have a platform that is in motherhood. Because again, you can't put that right. shit down. <laughs> and also, like who we are, and I think it's difficult, right? Like you have such a wide range of works. Yes. You know, you have like the children's book, Meet Monroe, which is really cool. I love that book. We read it at school, like with Luna. Also for those of you who don't know, my brother has Down syndrome. So I grew up in a household with a sibling who, you know, suffered from a, not even suffered, I don't like that word, has a disability. And it's, I think also it's a certain experience like being black and having a like disability in your family. Like even what you said, your mom was like, don't let no doctors tell you about your child. Yes. Like that's kind of our, like our attitude. And even growing up with Mozzie, it wasn't a thing in our house, even though I knew, I knew he was different. You know, we, we talked about it, but it was just like, just kind of like all the same, but it's just being a black woman, being a mother, being yourself. You have like a children's book. You talk about your experience learning about her disability. And then you have penetration, which is like obviously more of an adult book. <laughs> but like, I think it's difficult for people to stomach that women have these m levels, you Different know, facets to they, who they yeah, are. Yeah. There's yeah. layers. We're layered and we're allowed to be. And I think that. You know, thank God, even before motherhood, just, you know, knowing you and, and having that influence is like I even early without motherhood was able to embrace just who I was, even if I was different from other people or whatever. Like, I think this I'm learning right now, even like doing these retreats is like women really need permission to show up as all of the things that we embody. And it's like even me, like me and Erica last week had a clip come out and like she texted me, she was tripping about it, and then I started tripping about it, and I was like, "It's still up." I still have. Like, should I take it down? I was like, "Should we take it down?" And I'm like, I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "No one's gonna ever want to marry me." I'm like, "No." Oh my god! I hope I saved. Only a fool won't want to marry you. I literally hope I saved the voice note because she was fucking stressed. I sent Mila like a four minute voice note, and meanwhile, Irie is like trying to listen, and I'm like, "Get the fuck away!" She's like, "Hold on, hold on." Hello? Yeah, well, she won't fucking leave me alone. So, anyway, do you think we're not going to get married? This is kind of, oh, God. Okay, well, hold on, she's coming. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I, I think that um, what you said, it's not that women, women the women, especially, y'all have an amazing audience of women. So, like, if anything, I could tell them, allow yourself to have those layers. 
because we suppress certain parts of ourselves for for different reasons, like thinking people won't understand it or people won't judge you, and then you get up in age and you somewhere wilding the fuck out because you never you never did it because you you're, you're doing shit for the mass consumption and right. and in reality you're only really supposed to be consumed and happy with yourself you know you try to bottle I, we got a message today actually I, I was like tearing up in the car a woman saying she you know settled she's basically been lesbian for a long time and she settled with the husband she wasn't pleased the sex wasn't good and now she's finally leaving him you know and she has three kids but she's with the woman and you know this show really helped her make this decision and make her honor herself and like let her know that it wasn't strange or odd or terrible and she's 41 years old and i'm like i'm so happy that you're deciding today at 41 years old to live your motherfucking life for you and that if me and erica doing weird shit on the internet is in any way aiding that that is such a responsibility that is such a heavy responsibility to have to please everybody else all the time that is hard and i would imagine sheena like be like in your journey you know, people, some people have had to go, you know, like people that don't support, you know, whatever right. it is, cause, because there's so so much judgment. I mean, like me, let's say there's already judgment enough on women and mothers, but imagine, you know, having, being an autism mom and, and wanting to go to Dubai with your African Hell yeah. and, or, or, you know, or write your book that's about your sexual pleasure and, and people feeling like you have to make a choice. And I, I would imagine that just like I've had to, people have had to go because it wasn't, that aiding my yeah, my mental right. health, my right. happiness, making me question myself. And I would imagine that you've probably had to go through that as well. I think when Monroe was diagnosed, a lot of motherfuckers had to go. Mm, mm-hmm. And this is weird. I read Jenny McCarthy wrote a book about her son. The first page of that book, it says, when your child is diagnosed with cancer, people bring over cards and cakes and pies. But when your child is diagnosed with autism, people don't do nothing. Oh my God, the other day I was talking to my girlfriend and she said she went on a date and this guy totally ghosted her because she told him that she had a kid. What? I know, I know. And I thought that was so crazy. And so I told her about this app called Stir. It's the first dating app specifically designed for single parents. So you don't have to be ashamed. You don't have to be worried about having a lame date with someone who's not down for your lifestyle. Not only that, Stir has a unique feature, Stir Time, to help coordinate your busy schedule upfront and streamline scheduling a date. It's like coordinating a date over your busy schedule through the app. It's amazing. And right now, you can join Stir for free when you click the link in this episode description. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You guys, relationships take work, especially the most important one you have in your life, the one with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. When it comes to helping ourselves, forget about it. So this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see any anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's way more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. You guys, stop waiting. Go check out BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Good Moms Bad Choices listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash choices. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash choices. You're welcome.
Oh my God, I've been trying to keep it sexy and literally like a kitten gets it popping. Every month they send a very special subscription box to your house. You don't have to leave the house. You don't have to park. You don't have to pick the shit out. It's perfect. They have lingerie, little toys. Last week I got some nipple tassels and that keeps the shit sexy as fuck. I know. They even have a BYOB box, a.k.a. build your own box. Girl, last time I got handcuffs, robes, massage oils. Every category you can think of, they have. Everything is within reach. And what's amazing is the box only costs $79. And some of the vibrators are loan retail for $79. So the entire box of six gifts is a steal. And right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash GMBC or enter GMBC at checkout. Again, just go to likeakitten.com slash GMBC or use promo code GMBC to get 20% off these incredible boxes. I think the first time I went out of town after her diagnosis, my mom and my sister had her and they called me and was like, I'm sorry, this shit is not easy. I think you make it look easy Mm. because they didn't understand the experience. And you said it earlier, like you're coming to New York is self-care. So I do travel a lot. I travel a lot and I'm blessed to be able to do that. But that is my self-care. And then me still being able to foster those relationships I have with like people in, in, in my social life, that's my self-care. And the people who don't get it can get the fuck. Mm-hmm. Like they can just get, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if I knew you for 20 years. One, you got to respect my daughter. And I have new friendships in my life with people because of the way they treat my daughter. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. Like the the empathy, the straight up kindness without having to ask. You, I might not even fuck with you like that. But if you're nice to my daughter, I'd be like, I'm get that bitch a pass because she was nice to my daughter. <laughs> and then it's the flip side of it. Like, I knew and this is a thing. And I hope you bitches is listening. But I have friends that have daughters. My daughter's age, maybe up a year, down a year, sons, my daughter's age. They have never, my daughter will be 11 years old this summer, never invited her to a party. Never invited me for a play date. That's wild. Never. I have fucking family members. They have children that never invite my daughter over. Why do you think that is? Because people are are ignorant, one. In the black community, we put such a shame on disability. And we ignore the fact that it's just a different ability. My daughter can speak Japanese. My daughter watches everything on closed caption. She taught herself. I can't even take the credit. She taught herself how to read. She can spell any word. Like, I, I randomly be riding the car and say, spell encyclopedia. Spell podcast. She can spell anything with memory. You goofy motherfuckers. She probably could be your kid's best friend. If you would be a little nicer, right. she probably could be their tutor. She probably teach your kids something. <laughs> but they right. don't do it. And it's hurtful. And it used to, I probably, I used to, couldn't even say this without crying, but I guess I'm growing. It's hurtful because it's family. It's friends. It's people that I've known for years. And I'll be on Instagram and I'll see that their daughter had a little tea party. Bitch, my daughter could come to a tea party. But then it's like, it, it, and then, you know, that mom shit we do, like, oh, are you want to play with my daughter? I'm a boss. I'm going to boss my daughter up. I'm going to give my daughter a rooftop party, bitch. Don't yeah. Fuck like a little tea party. Yeah, she, had a pen, she had a penthouse party. But it's just, it's, you know. It, I think it's a level of, like, I think, especially in the back, black community, there is a lot of shame. I think there's a lot of, like, uh, avoidance. Like, they don't want to have to explain to their kids anything. They're worried, like, how's my kid going to act? Right. Like, I even want to say, because black people, we be ignorant sometimes. Like, we're like, oh, my God, like. 
like, is like, could is her autism? Could it rub off on oh my, my kid? No, they'd be like, could the autism go rub off on her? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? No, they say some weird shit. Yeah, no, and and I say that because, and I and I feel like I feel terrible saying that, but I know that it's true. Yeah. I know that these are things that go through people's minds. And I think a lot of it is that parents don't want to face certain things with their kids. Just like even talking about sex with their kids. They right. feel like if they just avoid it, it doesn't exist. Meanwhile, their kids are grandma. fucking in closets then with other kids. Grandma, you know, at 29. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And these I think kids is getting more and more advanced. I think it's really important for children to, to meet all different types of children, just like it's important for adults to be immersed in all different types right. of spaces it with just, other it adults. It just makes you a better human being more than anything. Like, I think the concept of empathy and kindness is something that we, I learned as an adult, but that's one of the reasons I wrote Get to Know Monroe because it was for kids because she didn't have, like, this birthday, this 10th birthday was the first birthday my daughter didn't say when she made a wish, like, literally. Ninth, eighth, seventh. Every time she made a wish on her birthday, it was for friends. <laughs> Every time. Does she have like a, a, a group? She of got friends? like a homegirl in Detroit. Shout out to Detroit because y'all raising some good children. Um, her little best friend Maddie lives in Detroit, and they talk like seeing her on a Facetime with a girlfriend. And then um, her school is a special needs school, but and it kind of go by like levels of disability. But she do got like a little homegirl in school. But not for nothing, being as though everybody done shunned her ass, she thinks she my homegirl. <laughs> so she go to happy hour. <laughs> she be like, let's go to happy hour. I'm like, all right, come on, pop, let's go. Is there like, I guess when you meet people or you introduce your daughter to people, is, is there like a pre-conversation that you generally have just to protect her? When she was small and more verbal, but still like stemmed a lot and different stuff like that. What does stem meaning? What like that? a stem, stemming is like self-stimulation. So like some children with autism might like, like click their fingers or do stuff like or have a little object like when Roe carry around a stick it's from the Yeti and Spaghetti game we call it Spaghetti Sticks mm-hmm. I done bought I should have bought stock in Yeti and Spaghetti I done bought the game just for the sticks because it's a it gotta be a certain one the way it's shaped mm-hmm. but she, she uses her little stick but only in the house now I think because she's getting older but when she used to self-stimulate a lot in public or like you know some kids like make sounds or rock back and forth or but I used to tell and I say this all the time to parents when they talk to me I'm like I took Moreau everywhere I just called before I came like, I'm on my way. We went to Mexico once, and I called the resort because at the time she was her diet was horrible. She I was juicing everything for her. I'm like, I'm going to need to have access to a juicer because my daughter going to get this beach life. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, I would just call before I come. And I think I applied that concept to bringing her places. Mm-hmm. But I, I used to take her everywhere because she, she ain't no homegirl, so I had to take her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's important, too, for any other special needs parents out there, it's important to have that conversation. Like everybody's house in my family has a, had a Monroe kit. It had her green juice, like the stuff that she liked to eat at my grandmother's house, at my at this person's house, so that she's comfortable and so that she can feel like she wants to be over there. Mm. So I think it's important to do that. Like it's, it's annoying, but you got to do it because, again, I don't want you to treat my daughter like everybody else because she's not like everybody else. And no, really, in, in real life, nobody's like everybody else. Right. So we got to get used to having a little bit of courtesy to what makes us different and kind of catering to that a little bit. Right. <sighs> Thank you. I'm so happy. We, we've had requests to have like autism moms on and we haven't really had the opportunity to do it. I'm happy well, it's with I'm you. I'm the HBIC and the um, yeah, autism HBIC. website. Hey, hey. <laughs> so we had to, we, you had to come down and do this. Do you have an affirmation for us today? The only affirmation that sticks out to me is every day when I wake up, I say, I'm going to save myself. 
every day I say that. I'm going to save myself. I'm going to save myself. And what does that mean to you? For me, is it's weird. But because I'm from Philly, you know, I'm used to dating men in fast life and having a lot of things given to me. As I've gotten older and I don't have that relationship that I thought I would have by now or that husband or that partner, it's daunting a little bit. So as I'm, I'm approaching 40, I want to be okay with being the provider for myself, even though I'm still not closed off to the relationship. Come on. <laughs> I'm ready. But I'm going to save myself. Mm. I'm not going to look over here for your affection or your attention or your time or your money. I'm going to do it myself. And I think that the more I get used to that, I'm attracting so much more. Mm. I'm getting more because I'm saying that I'm okay with not having it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's an affirmation I say every day. I'm going to adopt that. I love that. First. Okay. Um, we pulled the Eight of Cups. And the Eight of Cups is, it suggests you sense that something is missing, particularly on an emotional or spiritual level. And instead of waiting around for things to get better, you know you need to leave that unfulfilling situation. It may not make sense to others because on the face, it looks as if you have everything you'd wish for. But deep down, you know it's not serving your highest good and it's time for you to let go and move on. The Eight of Cups can mean a sign that you were trying to escape a problematic emotional situation or avoiding some major psychological issues and concerns. Uh, the cups in the foreground represent emotional issues that remain real and present in your life. Hmm. Oh, I pulled that card? <laughs> yeah, you did. You had to let go of some shit? Yeah. You have to ask yourself what brings you joy, contentment, and fulfillment on a deeper level. Without it, you might pursue goals that fail to give you the satisfaction you are seeking. I literally think that's very aligned with what you just said. I think so, too. With saving yourself and yeah. not f- seeking outwardly for people to come save you. And right. that you need to ask yourself, what is it that I can do to save myself? I'm going to ask myself that shit. (laughs) (laughs) What will make me happy without someone giving it to me? Right, what's bringing me joy? (laughs) (laughs) What's going to bring me joy? Oh, but back to where you can find me. Instagram is imsheena2 underscore e. My books are on Amazon. I do have a website, imsheenae.com. You can find all the adult things. Anything about autism is on books by Sheena E on Instagram. And you can inbox me about anything. And we'll leave all of this in our episode description so you can find Sheena. Um, and you know where to find us. That's good moms underscore bad choices on Instagram. Make sure you like and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're a Spotify listener, you can also do that too now on Spotify. It really helps when you do this. You need to support black podcasts. We need the reviews. These white people be hating. Yes, they want yes, yes, yes. to see the numbers. So let's show them the numbers. Okay. Thank you. Also, <laughs> uh, follow Good Vibe Retreat. We're having another retreat this summer. It's coming. It's rapidly approaching. You don't want to miss it. We only have 48 spots. and Probably less, actually. We don't, we don't have 48 spots at this point. No, we don't. No. But <laughs> It might only be like one spot, so hurry up. <laughs> Get there. Um, and bye. 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 bye.